You are working in the emergency department and your first patient is a 24-year-old graduate student. She arrives via ambulance with an infusion of normal saline already running. Her heart rate is 120 and blood pressure 85 over 45. She shares that she was out hiking for the past six hours on a clear, hot day and began to get dizzy and feel very weak just as she and her friends were finishing up. As they got to the trailhead, she passed out and her friends called the ambulance. You think to your own experience hiking and wonder why you've never gotten this ill. What has helped you stay well on a hike and how could you help your patient hike more safely? Welcome to AudioBricks. I'm Adam Weinstein, bringing the renin, angiotensin, aldosterone system from our bricks to your ears. After completing this section, you will be able to, one, outline the renin, angiotensin, aldosterone system, which I'll refer to as RAS and its overall purpose. Describe the stimuli for RAS activation. Describe the effects of RAS and outline the important functions of angiotensin II and aldosterone. And four, describe how naturetic peptides counter-regulate RAS. Part one, what is the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system? The renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system, or RAS, is an interlinked pathway that is critical in maintaining our blood volume and blood pressure. It affects several determinants of blood pressure, such as intravascular volume, total body sodium, and blood vessel tone. It is a main determinant of adrenal gland secretion of the important regulatory hormone aldosterone. All in all, it is critical for maintaining our upright posture and cerebral perfusion, and it's essential for our normal activities, such as going on a hike. RAS begins with the release of renin, a protease enzyme stored and secreted by the kidney's juxtaglomerular, or JG, cells. These cells are part of the juxtaglomerular apparatus, a specialized part of the nephron that acts as a blood volume and blood pressure sensor. The JG cells themselves are modified smooth muscle cells of the renal afferent arteriole, which supplies each glomerulus with blood, so it's a major control point of glomerular filtration and for sensing low glomerular blood flow, blood volume, or blood pressure. Once released, renin travels systemically, including to the liver, which makes the inactive protein angiotensinogen. In the liver, the enzyme renin cleaves angiotensinogen into angiotensin 1, a precursor hormone to angiotensin 2. Next, angiotensin 1 circulates and reaches the lungs, where angiotensin-converting enzyme, or ACE, converts angiotensin 1 into the vasoactive peptide hormone angiotensin 2. Angiotensin 2 has a number of effects, and we'll discuss its many effects later in this episode. However, to finish the story of RAS, we'll note that one of the effects is to stimulate release of the mineralocorticoid hormone aldosterone from the adrenal gland. Combined, angiotensin 2 and aldosterone have important actions to expand blood volume and maintain blood pressure. If you think about it, it's interesting that it takes so many steps and in multiple body locations to perform this biochemical feat. It likely indicates that the process evolved gradually and that multiple steps were evolutionarily important to provide multiple checkpoints for such a critical process. Angiotensin-converting enzyme, or ACE, inhibitors are used to treat a number of clinical conditions, including hypertension. When ACE is inhibited, RAS can't convert angiotensin 1 into angiotensin 2, inhibiting RAS's ability to expand blood volume and maintain blood pressure. And here's a question for you before we move on. 
Thinking back on your patient who went hiking, what enzyme could have helped maintain her blood volume and blood pressure? If you said renin, you're right. And now we'll go more in depth on this answer. Part two, what stimulates RAS activation? Now that we've reviewed the enzymatic cascade of RAS, let's discuss how it is set off. The control point is the first enzyme in the cascade, and that's renin. As noted earlier, renin is secreted by the JG cells of the juxtaglomerular apparatus, generally in conditions such as low blood volume or low blood pressure. In this location, decreased blood pressure, as sensed by baroreceptors of the afferent arterial, may stimulate renin secretion. This may be from any cause of decreased blood flow or blood pressure within the afferent arterial, for example, whether it be volume depletion or heart failure. Another way renin secretion is stimulated relates to sodium chloride or salt delivery to the macula densa, which is a specialized area of the nephron at the end of Henle's loop and the start of the distal nephron. The macula densa is physically located adjacent to the afferent arterial. If there is decreased sodium chloride delivery to the macula densa, this will suggest that there is less salt in the body and hence less volume in the body, stimulating renin secretion. Lastly, increased sympathetic tone at the afferent arterial is a third mechanism that will stimulate renin secretion. Here's another question for you. Based on the factors I mentioned above, what do you think are three components of the juxtaglomerular apparatus? The juxtaglomerular apparatus includes the afferent arterial, the JG cells, and the macula densa. So, in summary, in any state that leads to low blood volume or low blood pressure, one or more of the above mechanisms will occur and renin will be released by the JG cells. This could be for physiologic reasons, such as with a fun hike, or for pathologic reasons, as with hemorrhage or vomiting and diarrhea. Additionally, any decrease in renal perfusion or drop in renal blood flow to the afferent arterial can stimulate renin, such as with congestive heart failure and less cardiac output, or from something more focal, like renal artery stenosis. Notably, these stimuli can be flipped around to see how high blood pressure or a high blood volume state may suppress renin secretion and the RAS. And now for a question break before moving on. Where are renal baroreceptors, which help regulate renin secretion, located? That's right, they are located in the afferent arterial. Part three, what are the effects of RAS? Now that we know what activates the RAS system, we need to understand the system's effects. Logically, if the RAS cascade is stimulated by low blood pressure and low volume, it should act to correct both of these. There are two major actors involved in these effects, angiotensin II and aldosterone. Angiotensin II, the first of the two major actors, has widespread effects in the body, increasing blood volume and blood pressure through multiple mechanisms. Specifically, its effects include 1. Systemic arterial vasoconstriction, 2. Stimulating sodium and water reabsorption in the proximal convoluted tubule through enhancing activity of the sodium hydrogen exchanger as well as other sodium transporters in the proximal convoluted tubule. It also enhances activity of the sodium-potassium ATPase in the basolateral membrane, which is the main driver for sodium reabsorption all along the nephron. 
Three, stimulating release of aldosterone, which, as we'll describe in a moment, enhances sodium reabsorption in the distal nephron. Four, stimulating thirst in the hypothalamus. Injutensin II is what makes water on a hike so refreshing. Five, assisting release of antidiuretic hormone from the posterior pituitary gland, which is a hormone that stimulates water reabsorption in the kidney. And six, last but not least, we mentioned angiotensin II as a systemic vasoconstrictor. It also specifically and preferentially constricts the efferent arterial relative to its constriction of the afferent arterial. This serves to maintain GFR. Why would it do this? Wouldn't this increase urine output and decrease blood volume? Well, don't forget its other five effects. All of these effects are working together, and by enhancing sodium and water reabsorption all along the nephron, directly in the proximal convoluted tubule, and through aldosterone and ADH, most of the volume and salt that is filtered is going to be reabsorbed right back. Angiotensin II, then, by constricting the efferent arterial, is allowing us to maintain excretion of waste products and toxins via maintaining GFR in these high-stakes contexts. All of these effects work together to maintain blood pressure and extracellular fluid volume and GFR in the setting of hypovolemia. The remaining player in RAS is aldosterone. Like angiotensin II, it has a number of effects which work to maintain blood volume and blood pressure. Aldosterone stimulates sodium reabsorption in the cortical collecting duct of the nephron in a cell type called the principal cell. Here it increases the number of luminal absorbing sodium channels. It also increases the gradient for sodium reabsorption through activation of the sodium potassium ATPase. The ATPase is the driver for sodium reabsorption through the channels. Since water follows sodium, this preserves our blood volume. Aldosterone also stimulates sodium and water absorption by the gut, decreases salt concentration and losses in sweat, stimulates a high salt appetite, and makes that trail mix and cheese on a hike taste amazing through changing the salt concentration in saliva. Here's a question for you. Primary hyperaldosteronism is a condition that occurs, for example, when an aldosterone-secreting adrenal gland tumor develops. What would you expect some of the main clinical findings to be? That's right. Increased blood volume and hypertension are major presenting symptoms. Because aldosterone enhances sodium reabsorption and sodium appetite, patients will develop volume excess, recognizing water will follow sodium for osmotic reasons. Part 4. How do naturetic peptides oppose RAS? So far, we've been focusing our discussion of blood volume and blood pressure regulation on RAS, but in any good regulatory system, there must be counter-regulatories to keep it in check. Atrial natriuretic peptide, or ANP, and brain natriuretic peptide, or BNP, are two hormones that counteract the RAS system. When increased blood volume leads to stretching of the cardiac atria, ANP is released into the circulation. Similarly, when cardiac ventricle myocytes are stretched, BNP will be released. ANP and BNP will counteract renin both by direct inhibition as well as through systemic vasodilation. As their names imply, they also inhibit sodium and water reabsorption at various points in the nephron, assisting in naturesis or salt and water excretion. Here's a question for you before we wrap up the RAS system. What effect do naturetic peptides have on renin secretion and GFR? 
Natriuretic peptides decrease reintegration and they also increase GFR through dilation of the afferent arteriole, promoting the loss of salt and water or diuresis. And that's all I have today for the renin angiotensin aldosterone system. Let's see if we've completed our goals for this session. First, can you outline RAS and its overall purpose? RAS is a system of enzymes and hormones that serve to increase and maintain blood pressure and blood volume. Renin is an enzyme that cleaves angiotensinogen into angiotensin 1 in the liver. Angiotensin 1 is converted to angiotensin 2 primarily in the lungs by angiotensin-converting enzyme, and angiotensin 2 stimulates the adrenal cortex to release aldosterone. Next, can you describe the stimuli for RAS activation? Juxtaglomerular cells in the kidney release renin when stimulated by low renal blood flow as detected by the afferent arterial baroreceptors, low tubular sodium chloride, as detected by the macula densa, and when stimulated by the sympathetic nervous system. Can you describe the effects of RAS and outline the important functions of angiotensin II and aldosterone? Angiotensin II maintains blood pressure and blood volume by causing systemic vasoconstriction, constriction of the efferent arteriole of the nephron, reabsorption of sodium in the proximal tubules, release of aldosterone, release of antidiuretic hormone, and stimulation of thirst. Aldosterone leads to reabsorption of sodium in the distal nephron, and in particular the collecting duct. It also increases sodium and water absorption in the gut, decreases sodium losses in sweat, and increases salt appetite. Lastly, can you describe how natriuretic peptides counter-regulate RAS? Increased blood volume leads to myocardial stretching and release of atrial natriuretic peptide, stimulated by stretch of the atria, and brain natriuretic peptide, stimulated by stretch of the ventricles. These hormones counteract the RAS by both producing systemic vasodilation and directly reducing renin release. They also inhibit sodium and water reabsorption at various points of the nephron, assisting in naturesis. Now armed with your newfound knowledge of RAS, let's revisit our patient's story from the beginning of this episode. If you recall, you are seeing a young woman in the emergency department who passed out at the end of a hike on a clear, hot day. She has tachycardia and hypotension. You think to your own experience hiking and wonder why you've never gotten this ill. What has helped you stay well on a hike, and how could you help your patient hike more safely? You reflect that the kidneys help maintain blood pressure and blood volume through RAS. Changes in blood volume and blood pressure stimulate JG cells, which are modified smooth muscle cells in the afferent arteriole, to release renin, which leads to angiotensin II and aldosterone production, which raise blood pressure and blood volume. Angiotensin II stimulates thirst, Aldosterone stimulates salt appetite, and they both help make snacks and water feel so refreshing on hikes. Ensuring regular access and intake of fluid and salt on a hike, then, could have helped your patient avoid their current situation. Allowing the RAS system to work 
and responding to it helps us through many physical stresses. And that's all I have for today's audio break. Thanks for joining me. If you like this episode, give it a thumbs up or a comment. You can enjoy the full Brick experience online at www.usmle-rx.com, complete with illustrations, questions, flashcards, and active learning. Stay healthy out there.